My wife and I were very blessed to care for our first grandson one day a week when he was four and five. I can remember talking to him about God, and his granny especially liked to talk to him about God. She would urge him to pray to God and ask things from him. One day, my grandson came to us with a very concerned look and said, Granny, I know that God is there, and I try to talk to him, but I sure wish he would talk to me a little louder so I can hear him. Well, believe it or not, God does communicate with us in some pretty dramatic ways if you really think about it. For example, consider this. In today's gospel, Jesus walks on water and approaches the apostles in the boat. Just imagine that if you can. Twelve men, men in a boat, being tossed around by a storm, being approached by a man, the Lord, walking on water in the middle of the night. What an incredible miracle that was. An unforgettable experience. Peter recognized Jesus and asked him to command that he walk on water as well to meet him. But Peter's faith weakens because of the strength of the storm, and he begins to sink. Well, something like that happens to us every time we come to Mass. Almighty God comes to us in the form of the Eucharist, and we consume him body and blood. Just like someone walking on water, this miracle is hard to believe. And yet, the scriptures are clear that when the priest consecrates the bread and wine, it becomes the body and blood of Christ. Yes, Jesus comes to us, each and every one of us, in this miraculous way every time we receive the Eucharist. When we receive communion, that is our special time to talk to God while he is inside of us, to tell him how much we love and believe in him, tell him our deepest needs, and to receive the graces and insights he offers us to bring us in harmony with him. But oftentimes, our faith is weak, and so we sink. We get distracted. And even doubt, rather than being uplifted by the incredible miracle that the Eucharist is. And yet the Eucharist is not the only dramatic way that God makes his presence known to us. He answers our prayers in many, many ways. He matches us with the right spouse, blesses us with health and talent, blesses us with children and grandchildren, provides an opportunity to play and enjoy his beautiful creation, provides many other opportunities for us to thrive in this life and urges all of us to know more about him and serve him. It's just a matter of recognizing God's role in all of these things. And that recognition comes easiest when we invite the Lord to be right alongside of us, to walk with us all the time, 
as our constant companion. Now, in the second reading, Paul makes an astonishing statement. He says, For I could wish that I myself were accursed and separated from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kin according to the flesh. Paul was willing to sacrifice his own salvation for the sake of his Israeli brothers. Incredible. And indeed, Paul's selfless stories are recorded in his letters that comprise a good part of the New Testament. And so God speaks to us by the example that Paul gave in his life and by the legacy of his teaching. And he's not alone either. There are many wonderful stories of the great saints, how these saints died to themselves, put on Christ, and walked the talk, so to speak, the gospel of the Lord. In our own age, though, through the lives of people like St. John Paul II, St. Teresa of Calcutta, and St. Padre Pio, God speaks to us in loud and convincing ways in today's society. But there is no doubt that there are many times in our life when we feel like my grandson did. I keep praying and I wish God would respond a little louder. And that's where our first reading provides some insight. Elijah was in a terrible predicament when this incident took place. The evil Queen Jezebel had soldiers scouring the country trying to find and execute Elijah. Elijah had prophesied a drought on Israel because the Israelis were worshiping the pagan god Baal. And Elijah had shown up 400 of Baal's prophets, resulting in all of them being killed. But Elijah is called to action by God, not to hide from Jezebel in the cave. He listens to God, but God's voice is not in the wind or the earthquake or the fire that overwhelm his senses. Rather, the voice of the Lord is a tiny voice, like our conscience and the inspiration that God gives us through it. As you listen to the voice of God this morning, remember this. It will not be in the wind of our times, a fast-moving change in the way that society lives their normal lives in this world. So it's not in the fashions, cars, pleasures, and addictions and social movements of our day. Likewise, the voice of God won't be found in the earthquakes that are taking place in this country. The political and moral erosion of our Judeo-Christian values. The emphasis on self-determination, not the will of God. And the voice of God won't be found in the fires taking place in our day. The wars and conflicts, the isms and divisions. The voice of God can only be heard once we put all the clutter and loud noises of the world out of our minds long enough to hear the small, tiny voice of God speak to us, urging us to do his will and live our lives his way, not our way.
So listen to the small, tiny voice.